0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. All right, it's a live episode today. So we actually answered health and fitness questions from live callers. By the way, if you want to be on one of these live episodes email your question and your story to live at mindpumpmedia.com Go now do the it way we open the episode is with our intro portion so this is today it was 47 minutes long we talked about current events we talked about studies we had some fun then we got to the live caller so here's what went down in today's episode we opened up with Doug rubbing in the fact that at 55 years old or 56 I should say, He has the best testosterone levels. He's just oozing testosterone. Of the group. Now, his testosterone levels were always good, but they got even higher because he had started using the Juve Red Light regularly. By the way, he's not the first person to show this. I've had many, many people show me their numbers and how their hormone profiles improved as a result. So if you're interested, go check them out. Head over to juve.com. That's J-O-O-V-V.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump to get $50 off your first purchase. Then we talked about glutathione. This is the master antioxidant. Improves your health, your immune system. Gives you better skin. Uh, By the way, you got to find glutathione that's absorbable. Now, our favorite form comes from Live On Labs. They make a form of glutathione that is encapsulated uh, liposomally, um, so it's absorbed properly. Go check them out. Head over to liveonlabs.com forward slash mindpump. That's L-I-V-O-N, labs, Com forward slash mind pump any order live on product and get a sample pack of all six of their supplements. So, this is a great, great offer. Go check them out. Then, we talked about NAC. This is a supplement that might get banned now, N-A-C- which is kind of weird. DVD and politicians and conspiracies. That was a fun part. Mm-hmm. Then, we talked about China making rules for video games and Adam saying it might be a good thing. No, it's not, dude. <laughs> Then we talked about the roller coaster in Japan that's breaking people's necks. Literally. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Sounds awesome. We talked about the marketing genius of the annoying person known as Jake Paul. Uh, and we talked about robots that can move your couch. Uh oh, looks like we might win the bet, Justin. Yep, the race is on. Then we talked about how TikTok banned the milk crate challenge. We talked about women's football. Adam gives us an update on his training. Um, and then at the end of the episode, we give a special shout out to a friend of ours that passed away recently, Larry Evans, we love you and we will miss you. Then we got to the live questions. So the first question was from Nick from New York. He's lost a lot of weight over the years, but he did it with lots of high intensity interval training, fasting, keto diet, obstacle course racing, wants to know how to trans how to move into a more sustainable Form of exercise and diet. So we give them some advice. The next question came from Roxy from North Dakota. She's working out, doing the right exercises, but wants to know how to develop the sides of her butt. She's got that dip going in, wants to know if it's genetic or something she can develop. The next question was from John from California. This person is a music engineer, on the road a lot, lots of stress, wants to know how to stay consistent with exercise and diet. And then the final question was from Ariel from Oklahoma 18 year old fitness fanatic who listens to mind pump champion wants to know how to do a standing ab wheel rollout. that's a tough exercise that's a a hard one also all month long two great workout programs MAPS performance and MAPS suspension are both 50% off go check them out head over to mapsfitnessproducts.com just use the code september50 with no space for that discount
1: so I don't want to uh, put any pressure on you guys here.
0: Uh-oh, what's going Uh-oh. on, Doug? Are we recording this? What are you going to tell us? <laughs> Please
2: don't apply the pressure.
1: Well, uh, I have to brag a little bit.
2: <laughs> what? You never brag. This
3: must be good. What? Yeah.
1: So I got back my testosterone results. Oh, oh
3: shit. Let's see. Let this. me guess. Oh, you're through the roof. Bro, it's like going to be embarrassing. All of you're us. better than all of us.
1: And, um,
3: <laughs> oh, I, I, shit. a th- 1,039? Yes. <laughs> wow.
1: 1039, which happens to be up from last time back in March where I tested at 954.
0: Oh, you were wow. you were low at 954. Yeah. Now you're over wow. 1000? Yes.
3: Bro, that is you know how I impre- I swear, at Doug. 55 years old to have numbers like 56, that. 56 by the way. Oh, sorry, 56. Wow.
0: Dude, he's I I'm like I know I joke around about him being a vampire. I but don't I'm want to take it seriously now a little bit. I don't yeah, think I've right.
3: ever had a client his age Test this high?
0: No, I have never seen that. No, I had one guy I trained a long time wow. ago who was forty and he had uh, nine hundred or whatever. But this is insane.
1: That's the highest I've had a client. I don't think I've ever had a client this over nine hundred. Natural
0: testosterone.
1: Yes. Remember last year we did that test with that other company. Yeah. I was around what? Around close to six hundred at that time. Yeah, six mm-hmm. or seven
0: hundred. I thought you were. Which around. is not bad at all. Which not bad. So it's like a silverback okay. gorilla. Is there like? Is there like? Yeah. A- so
3: what is hap- 600 Six hundred, nine hundred. Th- what are you doing? Yeah.
1: Okay. So the first thing I did is I was very inconsistent with my sleep. Okay. And so I uh, really started focusing on getting to bed earlier and sleeping longer. So my goal has been get eight hours of sleep a night. Which this is something that I know you've been bad about for a long yes, time. Yes, for a very long time. I burned the midnight oil. Uh, you know, all the doctors, like the Ayurvedic doctor I work with, my acupuncturist, all these, you know, Eastern style doctors say, you have to be to bed to bed by 1030. You need at least eight hours of sleep. Okay. And so I don't always hit the 1030, but I've gotten like around 11 and sometimes 10.30, and I've been getting eight hours of sleep. On weekends, sometimes it's nine hours of sleep, and I've been really focused on improving my sleep. Okay. Now,
3: have you have you noticed a difference, too? Because, I mean, now that we have Andrew and Geo, and they've taken a lot of uh, producing off your plate, are you doing less screen time at nighttime, too? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I bet those two things have made a
1: big difference in themselves. What uh, else? Is okay, it... the other thing, I, I, I say my diet and everything is pretty consistent. I You're may always... have up... Up my uh, protein, though. Okay. I have up my protein some. But your diet was good before. It was good before. Yeah. My diet was good. I just, I think I underate protein a lot. So I upped my protein. I don't know if that, that has anything to do with it. Sure. Uh, but the other thing was, I'd heard a lot about Juve and how it helps wow. increase your testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. I think, was it Mike Mutzel? It Mike Mutzel who DM'd me and got me doing this first for So that. I,
0: I've had DMs of guys who've raised their testosterone by 20, 30% from consistent... Okay. Yeah, Mike
3: went from, I think, 600
1: to 900 or four hundred eight. eight so He had a huge job. Yeah. And so for a very long time, like several months, almost every day, right before bed, I have a, a panel, a juve panel in my bathroom. It hangs on the door. And I have a little chair. In my bathroom, mm-hmm. I'm like foldable cha- chair. So you're just naked in front of bathroom. I'm, right I'm just naked in yeah. front of this thing. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture it. Sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I can guarantee you, can't, it's can't a sight you to yourself. behold. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I How sit. Long? It's got to be a big panel. Let me tell I you. mean. I'll sit, and uh, sometimes I'm on the phone with the girlfriend at that time, so it can be 20 minutes, it can be 30 minutes, it can be 15 minutes, something like that. But I'm just sitting there, letting it shine where the sun doesn't normally shine. Right. Mm. And uh, I've been doing that quite consistently for several months. You
3: know, Ben Greenfield's really consistent with this, too, and I don't know if I've ever heard him share—I don't listen to his podcast uh, enough— I wonder if he's actually shared his results like this. Because you and Mike now
0: are the only two people that, I, that I've seen. Oh, he did. He did, and it went up. And what he did is he put a panel you know, like on, right on your balls. Yeah, un, right? like he will he'll he has a standing computer, and yeah. so he'll work on it, and yeah, he'll I've be standing it. there naked, yeah. and he's got the red light underneath him because he's yeah. shining it up as the bonch ball area, which yeah. apparently uh, will increase. So what it does is the red light goes in, and it stimulates the mitochondria to produce more energy. And if it's... The mitochondria in the testes or the skin or wherever you shoot it, that mitochondria is going to perform uh, better. Did you do this between the 900 and 1,000 reading? Like what? Like when did? Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay.
1: So this is uh, the 900 was in March, and I did this in July, I believe, or yeah, August. Wow. Wow, that yeah, is that's so impressive! That's super impressive, yeah,
4: you're and like also the, you're really like fucking sleeping
0: Jew. You're <laughs> like, no, dude, this guy. We all got COVID. It was all mildish for all of us, but Doug, literally, this is true. Don't lie, Doug. Literally, this is what <laughs> he said. I feel a little under the weather day one, and then the next day, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm okay. Date that was day two. And the rest of us were like, "Wow, what the hell is going Speaking on?" Speaking
3: of COVID, I had someone DM me about because uh, they were they were going through it, and they were and I, they've heard me talking about the the me having kind of the long form of it and still having stuff, yeah. and they told me that uh, they they too had some issues with their their lungs and they had had pneumonia before in the past, so they went and saw a doctor afterwards, and they had them doing uh, vaporizing or nebulizer or what one of those nebulizer w- I think with a, the glutathione.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah I thought yeah.
3: that was really interesting because I know you had me taking the glutathione religiously, that was like the first thing you said to get on.
0: Well, glutathione and vitamin D are now connected to more severe um, forms of, uh, of COVID um, in a couple studies. The issue with glutathione is, is absorption. So in the past, if you were to take glutathione orally, it would be destroyed in the gut and you wouldn't really absorb it well. Now they have different forms of glutathione that have now been shown in studies to increase blood levels of glutathione. So live on the company we work with uses, uh, you know, they, they do this liposomal encapsulation kind of process. That is absorbable. But if you fu- if you just buy glutathione and it doesn't have this kind of delivery system, you have to take a lot to kind of make a difference yeah. or it won't at all. So make where sure you else, use the right form. Where
2: else would you get glutathione? Like, I've never uh, seen it good.
0: until you yeah, until live on. It's, yeah, I'm just curious about
2: that. And too, like you wouldn't find it in certain food groups, like like sulfurous food groups, or like where where would you That's find it? That's a good
0: it? question. I know it's it's called like the master or something. The master antioxidant. Yeah. And it's in the liver, produced in the liver. Supplementing with glutathione theoretically should improve liver function. Um in studies they'll show people having better skin. Better health, immune system function, of course, and the way that they used to do it was all intravenous. So uh, Mm -hmm. you'd have to get it through in in the blood because you take it orally, like an IV or an injectable. Oh, yeah. So sulfur-rich foods uh, are is one way one way to do it. That's, it that's what it says so broccoli okay. kale things like that yeah mm-hmm. uh, probably eggs I would imagine It's probably high in, 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 that's why when you take anything the, that smells a little funky No, I that, wonder how, that's why when you take the live on thing and you open the packet it yeah. smells like yeah it's the sulfur. condensed version of all that yeah.
3: no yeah no it does it does have a kind of a rotten egg type of taste it, t- yes. it tastes like it's effective for sure that's, how, <laughs> that's <how laughs> I tell. it tastes well. like it's working that's how I say yeah. that you know why Because I, I mean if you it's not one of those supplements like a pre-workout like bubblegum flavor you're not going to get that experience no it's from a fart in a packet yeah. But I just thought it was interesting because <laughs> literally I had never heard of glutathione until you had me taking it, yeah. and then and then the whole live on thing happens that we start working with them, and then I get this person who's talking to me in DMs. Go, and the first thing they tell me that they, they have you do is the nebulizer with glutathione. I thought, well, oh, that's crazy. Well,
0: here's so here's some fun. You know, put on your conspiracy theory hats here. So <laughs> NAC. Uh, is short for something I can't pronounce, but this is a supplement that has been around. Yeah,
1: and acetylcysteine
0: Thank you, Doug. This supplement has been around for 20 years, and it's been sold at every health food store, super inexpensive, you could buy it. Well, anyway, studies were showing that it could be an effective natural supplement to fight severe forms of COVID. What does NAC do when you take it? It dramatically raises glutathione levels Uh. in the blood. Now, here's the conspiracy part. After 20 years of this supplement, which is safe and very low risk and whatever being available... All of a sudden, the FDA moves to take this off the market and make a prescription. So now everybody's up in arms, like, "What the hell are you doing?" Did,
3: isn't this what happened? Didn't yeah. ivermectin? Because everyone no, thinks no, ivermectin, ivermectin is just a horse, is, a horse thing, but it's also that's was a prescribed. Prescri-
0: that's a prescription drug that's been around for decades. But that, didn't
3: they, didn't they shut it down though? recently? No, what they oh, did.
0: not No, what it is is that other countries are using it and are reporting that it's effective for uh, for COVID treatment. And now there's some controversy um, surrounding ivermectin, and so you see both sides now kind of doing some funny stuff. People saying it's horse medicine. It's been prescribed probably to over a billion. people. So I have some over friends a...
3: that went through this, right? They got COVID, and their doctor actually prescribed it to them. Yes. Yeah. So there's that's so there's, off label. So okay, okay, so okay, yeah, I won't yeah. roll someone on the bus then.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's off label. Are they like not supposed to do that? Like according to the FDA here in the states, no. But, you know, doctors can, they can get around that in India, South America, Africa, Brazil. Uh, people are there. It's, it's standard of care for some areas for for COVID. Um, so that's where the controversy is. But that's a prescription drug. It's been a re- available for decades. The NAC is the interesting one because that was a supplement. And all of a sudden they're like, ah, we're taking this off the market. Isn't that nice? That's yeah. weird. So convenient. Was it
3: really timed like that? or is are you- Yes.
0: Oh wow. Oh yeah. Out of nowhere. So it wasn't like six
3: months before the pandemic. No, it was man. like right when it yeah, started. Yeah,
0: dude. It is really annoying. And you got you gotta you know, and again, I'm not saying that this is a true conspiracy or not, but boy is that do these regulatory agencies work in lockstep with uh, big pharma. Oftentimes yeah. in fact, most of the time, people who run these regulatory agencies before they did that were uh you know, on the panel or boards for these pharma companies. Yeah. So what? So the the well, way know of, that's happened with
3: it's the FDA guy, right? The is it the 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 guy who's who was he was FDA executive, and they go now back and he, forth. And now he's for I think Pfizer or one of those. They companies? go
0: back and forth. this happens with banking Con- regulations. It happens with business regulations. It happens. So what happens is, you know, the thought is you're a big pharma executive you're lobbying government all the time cuz government regulates your industry so you're stupid not to right so if you work in an industry that's heavily regulated by the government they can dictate your success or not right so what you do is you pay lobbyists to go talk to politicians what can we do and then you make i'm sure there's deals and you become friends and then next thing you know when i retire from far you know you know Pfizer i'll get a you know a nice position at the FDA or vice versa when i leave the FDA i'll get hired as a consultant for I I find it so interesting
3: when something like that happens, like how divided the two sides get. You get one side that goes so hard, conspiracy, like it was all planned and it's yeah, like, no. and then you have the other side that just dismisses it like it's not a big deal it's like, like humans with, don't do that yeah exactly like oh you mean to tell me like somebody who's in that position doesn't ever manipulate power like yeah. come on we've well, <laughs> we never see seen this, examples we see corruption. examples of that all the time Dude, so give me a break but and yeah. then you have the other side who's just like it blows it into this massive conspiracy and stuff like that it's like you know i yeah. think we're somewhere in the middle can where, we just
2: look at yeah like how they're profiteering you know just look at the money, the the money aspect too. of it not even the conspiracy of the global they're trying to <laughs> you know kill us all <laughs> yeah. no just like where's the money going and yeah. who are they trying to snuff out of this entire process
0: yeah and it's it's also i mean come on let's be honest it's human nature okay i've owned businesses for since i was a kid and if you're my friend and you come into my business right, right. you're going to pay less or nothing right. than th- this unknown person. Right. I give favors and I treat people I care about and know personally differently than strangers That's why relas- all the time.
3: Relationships are like one of the most important yeah,
0: things. Yeah. So take and- that to the extreme level, right? Let's yeah. say you're a super integrity. Government official. Let's say you're super honest. It's hard. I oh, know. <laughs> that's kind you can't of can't sit in called? called an oxymoron, hey, right there. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> we got to play the, the little, magic. Little big. League. Is, there, is, is that, that a fucking, thing? Is that? That's a unicorn. No, play, the, play the play yeah. the music, The magic music. Well, let's just say, for yeah. example, that was <laughs> you. Yeah, right. Let's pretend in fairyland. Yeah. And let's say let's say that's me. Let's say I'm I'm the Mr. Integrity government guy. I'm going to do everything honest. <laughs> and then Adam runs one uh, you know defense company, private defense company and then there's four other guys and they come and they present to me adam is ahead cuz i trust him i know him you know i care about the guys it's yeah. the way it works so yeah. to say that doesn't happen like come on you know i
3: think it, it to take the other side i do think a lot of people get into public service things with with the right intentions yeah but in order to climb all the way to i the think top, that's rare I do. I think it's a little rare. I don't know. Maybe it's. I think it's very rare. Maybe it's. Maybe it's not as rare as you think it is. And but they're quick to get manipulated. Do You know, do you know the
0: way it used to be. What You used to <laughs> get shut out right away. Well, the way it used to be was if you worked uh, for the public, so you worked for government. That was not your job. You that was part time. You right, either was a like volunteer, right? Yeah, it, or it was like a part time thing, and you did other shit. When it became a career. Now you've got, I mean, have you seen how long people continue to get reelected over and over and over oh, and over? It's God. like, it's, it's like guaranteed, like no one's going to kick you out. There's well, no that's threat.
2: Why, yeah. It's hard to get them to fight anything controversial, you know, because they always want to make sure that they're going to be reelected.
0: Oh, it's, well, it's, I it's, imagine what
3: you're alluding to right now too. The The most powerful part about being a public official like that is the relationships you make. And it's probably less about when you're in office, and it's more about dude. what ha- the lifelong relationships that you build Bro, after do you know, that.
0: Do you know what your annual salary is if you work? Not in Congress? very much. It's at like two hundred
3: grand a year. Yeah, yeah. The president's is like three to five hundred. Four hundred, I think. Four, yeah, it's like yeah. You yeah. That, right.
0: How in the hell are they millionaires when they get out of office? Yeah. You know how many congressmen all the people?
2: special interest groups? It's fucking, dude. Come on. <laughs> it is. This <laughs> is, wild. is just
0: like everybody sees it. Like, let's just talk <laughs> about it.
2: For once, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. The corruption. Oh, Speaking of.
3: Corruption, crazy government stuff. Did you guys see the this is really interesting. I couldn't I'm so excited to talk to you guys about it. I hope you haven't read it yet so I could share it. Did you see what China just released yesterday as a new law? As a new law? Was it the kids can't play video games?
0: Yes. I saw that. It was like well, three that, hours a week or something. No, no, like no that. they're
3: limiting to one hour a night. No, no a week no no no. it's one hour oh, one okay. hour a night between 8 and 9 p.m oh they and then they so it used to be this i didn't know they had already done this so it was already limited to one hour a day plus three hours on weekends and holidays
0: oh i do not know that and okay.
3: they've now cut out the weekends and holidays and it's purely one hour and they're holding all the gaming uh consoles and companies accountable to this so that i mean if you if you log in to play a game you're on you, they have an ip address so they yeah, can track yeah. okay. all this so they are going to be holding the companies responsible to make sure they put in the right barriers to keep these kids.
2: <laughs> and if they exceed that, it's going to go against their social credit score, I'm That's right. sure, which is then going to fuck now, them. here's
3: what I want to talk to you guys about. This is, this is the interesting part about... Communist countries that have all oh, this control. You tread carefully. Out. I know. I know you're gonna. This, this gets your your liberty cackles going like crazy. Oh, I and, feel them and, already. But <laughs> and, and 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 I'm going to play this game because I don't. I don't, of course, agree with this. But when you have so much control data and and on on all your, your population people, you can see things quicker than like us in a free society. A free society, we allow everyone to kind of do whatever they want and then over time we do research and we look back like, oh, that was a bad idea for yeah. 10 years to do this. Now we've learned and we go the other direction, right? So that's the beauty of a, a free country like what we live in. The the positive thing, okay, if there is anything of living in a communist country that has real-time data, control of everything, they can see the writing on the wall a little bit earlier, so my thing that I was telling Katrina last night, I'm like, you know, agree with this or disagree with what China is doing. There's something for us to learn from this because they know even more about
2: the they long. see how de- detrimental those behaviors That's are. That's right.
3: They've got all the data Man. to support what's been happening to the kids in the last decade that have been playing, even the, the minimal hours that they were allowing. And they're, So what does that tell you? They're cutting back even further than what they They were already restricting compared to here. And then after a decade or so of data on all this stuff, they're pulling back even yeah. more. You
0: know, that's always the the allure of, of, course. of, of power and control of course. is that yeah. we know better. Yeah. yeah, we know more than you. And if everybody just does what we tell them, then we'll be better off. Now, historically speaking, freer societies always do better. Well, and they to- give you that choice, right? They no. always do better in health longevity. They do better in, you know, quality of life and innovation and, you know, all, almost everything, Ingenuity. Yeah, all they do better. Now think about it this way. And by the way, this is, this is the same thing as saying you have kids and you know what, if I could just control my kids and they right, do ev- right. imagine if you raise your kid that way, where they did everything you said exactly. Cause they were afraid of you. Would that turn out better for them? or would that turn well, not out not only that but right. you
3: you fuck the the minority that is 30 to 40% of the kids that actually can actually video game for 3 hours every single day still get straight A's still be productive and still be positive to society yeah. right yeah. so just because your data comes out and shows that wow a majority of kids that play for this long this happens you 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 also You know what now, I know those. I know
2: in South Korea it's big you know the whole major league gaming uh huge aspect of that right so is that Part of Chinese culture? Like, do they have professional video game players and how's this going to affect
3: them? That's a good question. That's a really and I don't good know.
2: question because, yeah.
3: yes, they do. They absolutely have professional teams in all of Asia, that, pretty much.
0: That would be what st- state sponsored, though, right? Like, when I watched that yeah. uh, that, that show on Caitlyn Jenner and they, and she talked about the Soviet Union how they pluck children. You know, and pull them from their families, and oh, this one looks talented. Now you're you're working for the state, and we're going to train and develop you. Yeah, and the you know what's Russians funny? Russians did that with athletes. By too. the way, you know what's funny about that? Here you go. I love this. Here's the thing about sports: is their objective, right? Why does America generally out compete the Soviet Union and China? By the way, well, China has how many people?
1: One point three billion.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. so they have way more people than we do, and they pluck kids and spend. And they, they find talent. They actually spend a lot of money and energy on this. And yet, we kicked their ass at the last Olympics, and the one before that, and the one before that, and we did this often with the Soviet well, Union. Well, but
3: yeah, but okay. Again, playing devil's advocate here, you there, there's definitely a, a genetic advantage.
0: Soviet Union, what are you what are you going to well, say? Okay, you now them, they,
3: that's, well, di- that's a difference, and, and, and they actually normally they normally win until we kind of piece together what it was that they were doing. And the, we,
0: in certain sports, they definitely were they, did.
3: Yeah, in the Olympics, back I mean, that's who uh, Jenner beat. Yes, was a, but was a,
0: generally th- speaking, the U.S. being a smaller country with way less of a population, people pursuing their own self-interest. Remember Caitlyn Jenner's story. Nothing was state sponsored. Did it on her own. Yeah, she
3: he had to figure that out though. He figured that out, put that work in, and where, it works.
0: Where in somewhere like Russia,
3: they they force it upon you and get there. So they may get their fast. It's just like this the argument we're making right now with China. Like they may figure out this video game thing with kids faster than we do as a free country because they have
0: more data to support it. And then do they wh- figure it out or are the people being forced? Here's what's happening: they are taking the place of your parents. And they're trying to take a place, taking the place of religion. Listen, and spiritual I, I have not, by yeah. no means. Defending this this yeah. comment
3: What I'm saying And my point is Is that there's there's things To potentially As Americans To learn from that Not As oh, if it's
2: a petri dish That we're watching Sort of like unfold
3: And what to learn from Is not Oh this is how We should run our state That's not what the fuck I'm saying right yeah. now It's that Oh wow They have some research And data on And controlled stuff That we don't have yet That we have to wait Longer for Because we live In a free country And that we We have to get that Information has That information Has to be given to us it has Over be at- okay, That's so, right And yeah. then Then we can go back and go like, oh, fuck, what we were letting our kids do all day long maybe wasn't a good idea.
0: Well, you do know. So the philosophy behind communism in some of these totalitarian uh, systems comes from Karl Marx, right? Marxism from Marx. And if you read Marxism, the whole theory was that the working class, right? They broke people up by working class and ruling class and other, you know, modern variations now divide people differently but it really was the working class rises up does this revolution takes all the production and owns it all and d- divides it up and then eventually government disappears and everybody works together in harmony this was now it never works this way right it always turns into death destruction why is government never disappear? tyranny hmm. so the idea is gosh if everybody just worked together how much better off would be that's true here's the difference we have to voluntarily do it yeah Being forced is anti human nature. So, would it be better if children played less video games because they had their parents raise them a certain way and there were good structures? Or they just decided on their own to play less? Yeah, especially that, right? Or is it that we force them,
3: you know? Yeah, okay, there's a, okay, you guys gotta remember this too. You don't allow your kids to regulate their candy consumption either, do you?
0: No, but I'm a parent. They'll be educated I'm their about parent it. though, and it's very different. I'm with them. I yeah. love them. I support them. Well, this talk is the, about it. this is what I'm trying to say though. That's they're the, trying to be the. That's parent That's the part
3: where we we learn about it We don't we don't learn from yeah. oh what they did as far as a government, and we should adopt that. But we learn from the fact that they're like, on. To, why are they doing? Yeah, like, why right. are they doing something like right. this? And and yeah. maybe there should be as parents, all of us should have more communication, or it should be somewhat
5: alarming, or right?
3: or yeah. as parents, we should just become a little more aware of this. I yeah. mean, how many how many parents are out there right now that just don't think anything of it? Like yeah. oh. My, uh, who cares that my kids yeah. on the video game for six hours a day every single day? But you know, on know weekends.
0: what though that, that what's interesting about that is sometimes we get a little scared of certain things and there's definitely uh, a, a spectrum here, right? But you know what they show with kids that play lots of video games who are also not dysfunctional, come from good family that stuff, they tend to be better. You at can
3: spin every create. Thing. No,
0: I you mean, and I th- both know you can take a study and
3: spin it any way you. I'm want. not
0: spinning it. I'm literally they show that these kids are becoming better. Uh, the Good at tech, they become good at, at planning. Sure, sure, good at AI. Look at the the future of they're technology. Calling it, they're,
3: they're, they're, they had a bunch of research around the, the what's going on in the brain. So they're calling it uh, spiritual opium. So that's what it's been coined as over there. Weird, Yeah, because of the addictive properties and it sucks them in like that. And it probably makes them like zombies when they... Yeah. You know that. You ever seen your son play yeah. for hours uh, on hours pulls, and then what he looks like afterwards? out is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. It,
0: no, I'll tell you what. I, I mean, again, it, they could pass a law that makes everybody eat healthy and I agree with the eating healthy part, but I disagree with no, the
3: No, and, and again, I would part. never... Uh, even for a fitness professional and I know people, this big thing's been going on, right? This division in the health space on the whole COVID vaccine thing and, yeah, the yeah. Eating, and then the people are like, oh, we should mandate eating healthy or I don't believe in any of that I don't yeah, want yeah. government mandating anything yeah. my point of this discussion and bringing it up is that you know everybody wants to you know because we are the free country and they they are the communist country we want to the, everything is bad everything is wrong it's the force part that's bad I get what yeah you're they're, they're, but is there some advantages that they have temporarily and one of the advantages they will have because they have so much control they, ha- they can get on top of things maybe a little bit quicker than we can because we have to wait for our free society to figure it out themselves or divulge that information for us. Well, peering into that and seeing that, I think, is is something instead of just disregarding it because it's government-ran and they're, yeah. it's like – but as mm-hmm. a parent – I feel like you have to maybe wake up or open your eyes yeah. a little bit if it's something you don't pay attention. Now, if you're a parent already and you're aware of this and you're monitoring your kids and you think they have good balance and they have good social skills, and then to each their own. That's the beauty of America. You, you know what the, yeah. the
0: the the drawback? I don't know. This is a drawback for any society, but even for free societies, is not the lack of control and laws. It's that uh, it's the the challenges aren't because we don't have enough laws and regulations. The challenges are because people are not people are less spiritually healthy. Wisdom is lower. and you if you have a, a freedom to do whatever you want but you're an, an unhealthy person, you're gonna make bad choices no matter what. So a lot of it isn't the top down. it's much lower than that. like we people are belong less to groups and have less support in the past that used to be church and neighborhood events and neighborhood barbecues and you see less of that. Less kids now have two parents that are really connected. A lot of kids are getting raised by one parent. That makes things very, very challenging. You're noticing there's this kind of loneliness effect that's starting to happen. Uh, people are... are, are and, and that has far-reaching effects regardless of you know, the, the way society is... I get
3: all that and agree with all that. Um, but I also have been somebody who was a, a gamer for a long time. And it, it wasn't until you know almost 30 years old that I kind of put the console down. And they have gotten incredibly good at their jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their job is to keep, just like the social, just keep like Instagram, immersed. just totally. like Facebook- Twitter, their job is to keep you on the platform, and they're. By the way, they are going after young minds that are malleable and impressionable and easy to be manipulated. You know, well, there,
2: there's definite parallels to, uh, you know, what people seek in terms of like what drugs provide too, right? That's an escape, and that's something where I can go, you know, get away from all the, you know, pressures and and you know the negative things I'm experiencing in life because all of these things in here are, you know, so amazing and I can, you know, talk to my friends, you know, it's fun. I can be this new character. I can be a different person, you know, like completely. So, you know, there's just, there's some sense of that, uh, the way that they built these video games being so immersive, yeah. like you could just get lost and stay there. Yeah, totally. Spiritual and, and now, opium.
0: I think it's a beautiful name yeah, for it. It I mean. is. And I tell you what, uh, you're the perfect person to ask this, Adam, because you're such a self-starter, self-motivator. You like to You know, have the choices and the freedoms to make those decisions. Imagine, and I know to some extent your parents will like this, but imagine if you had extremely overbearing parents to the point where they were like, "No,
3: yeah, no this." Re- I know- would have revolted, Rebel. Would you be Would you be better off now or worse off? No, now? I would be. I'd be worse off. I yes, would. Yeah. I would re- revolted. So that's why. And and that's I think that because I, I know too. I knew when I brought this up for sure. I can. I'm already gonna
0: call the fucking comments that are gonna come of the YouTube channel. Yeah, everybody
3: relax. Adam's defending fucking China.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy, by the way? Do you know how many DMs I get from people that listen to our podcast from China? Now you know. Our podcast, I don't think it's accessible in China. Like they illegally to be- they're listening. Yes, right? yeah, they yeah, and they tell so me that. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I got a VPN. I got this, and that way I can listen yeah, to your yeah, show. That's right. Shout I out! Mean,
2: shout out to them. That's super awesome. cool.
0: All right, I got something, something crazy also to tell you guys. Did you guys know that there, there's a roller coaster in Japan? Maybe Doug, you can look this up. I got to look up the stats on this roller coaster. They got sued because somebody broke their bones literally while on the ride. Now I thought what? to myself, like. Did something go wrong? Like, what's the deal with this? a roller
2: coaster? Is this one of the because have you ever been on the Grizzly?
0: Oh, oh, that's, that's a good
2: time. time, dude! It's so old and like wooden <laughs> and rickety. like <laughs> rickety. Yeah. Like especially in the back, if you sit in the very back, like you're gonna get whiplash.
0: <laughs> there's no way you're not gonna get
2: whiplash. No, so so Shuts this down after rudders broken bone.
3: What broken bones though?
0: Okay, so listen to this. They broke a finger and then there's they... <laughs> six cases of fractures in total. Oh, wow, wow. Yes, it's called and now it's a, it's a roller coaster <laughs> in Japan known for its super death acceleration to triple digit speeds and they had to shut it down because they're like okay the the ride is called sounds awesome maybe doug you can look this He's up it's it called right up there oh he the just ride had, He said a picture it's called that. do do Donpa, i think is the is the name of it so that's it right there it's the world's fastest road 112 miles an hour bro you it, ready for this oh, it gets it's there like in, straight in it one gets there second to
3: one and a half seconds less Holy. than one
0: yeah one one and a half seconds zero to 120 112 miles do we even have a car that uh. does that I don't... That's like a drag car, Pretty right? close. Could you imagine
3: what that's I know like? we have some that zero to... Si- yeah, that's... I don't know if we have a car that gets up that quick.
0: Do you guys remember... Uh, they changed the name of it, but do you guys remember... So the theme park here that we probably all used to go to as kids was Great America. Yeah. And they used to have the Edge. Remember the yeah. Edge? Yeah. Did you guys get on that? Yeah, you remember you yeah, used yeah, to put a penny? That.
3: Put a penny on your on your thigh right before yeah, you drop. Watch it, like it Hover. float. Yeah. So you
0: guys both did the Edge? Yeah. I never did the Edge. Dude, I never wanted to do you that. you the biggest well, scaredy cat ever, bro. Maybe. I'm trying to the,
3: get you to dive and you won't even You dive. remember the that's horror story from, from,
2: from Top Gun? Remember? the the, the, the new ride, when the ride Top Gun came out. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, that's a great Love ride. that ride. Right. So your legs like dangle like this as you like swoop through and everything. You know, like somebody literally like soccer kick and decapitated some dude. Is that no, an urban legend? No, that's not true. Is that an urban legend? Pull it up. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> that is not pull true, pull true, Justin. Pull is pull that up. an urban? Killed some like guy. What? I'm serious. I didn't even think you're... coming no, on. No, because I'm serious. Well, it like, does... It was walking sweet. through... It was like that one part where I you I know like, there is a part where you're, underneath you're pretty close, but yeah. that had to be like a nine-foot-tall guy. I, I'm telling you. And guys, you're going guys, fast, dude. Fact check happened, this, dude. dude. This is oh. bizarre co-stars
3: and kills Hayward Man at Great America.
2: 1998. Yeah, it was, that was when we were in high school. That was when I was yeah like, finishing I, high school. That's I thought I that was
3: an urban legend. That ride just had come out
2: around that time. Yeah. Okay. This guy climbed over the chain link him. fence. Yeah, he went in the unrestricted area. Oh. Oh. The restricted
1: area. So, so an area, area.
3: area where it takes you really close to the ground where nobody should be at in the right. first. Ah. Yeah.
1: And then he got kicked in the head. Yeah, he got kicked in the head. I believe. Yeah, and he died an hour later. Oh, so he didn't, so didn't get, tap- <laughs> get decapped. I think cooler. that would have been instant. That's the Urban Legend part. <laughs> yeah, you're like,
0: dude, You're like, is a you know, video game? You're like, he kicked his head off and then it went inside <laughs> the basket. Yeah. I, I was watching a lot of Mortal Kombat. Oh, boy. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's think about wow. that for a second. If you kick someone hard enough to kill them, their head's most likely to explode, not pop off their. <laughs> 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 Whoa. You had a, you had a weak <laughs> vertebrae there. Great, you know, just. How the hell did that pop off your. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Yeah.
3: yeah. Wow! I didn't. I can't believe I didn't know that. Yeah, that, I yeah. was going. I was had season passes around that time, so I was going all the time. Must. Oh uh, yeah, must have no, totally forgot. No,
0: no, I. Yeah. So I used to have a season pass when I was fifteen. So wait, take us back to our this Japan conversation. So
3: I'm curious to like what what the how, acceleration. Oh, that's the what it is. Oh,
0: yeah,
3: yeah. And are they shutting it down because of that? They
0: are now because it's just. So what bones was it, to people? Well, I mean, there's six cases, but in this particular one, cervical. Cervical. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Well, so of course. their neck, right? But uh, man, I, yeah, I used to, when I was a kid, we had season passes and we used to take the light rail. To Great America uh, every day in the summer. Mm-hmm. And my cousin and I did, uh, what was that one called? Tidal wave, which is essentially accelerates yeah, yeah. and does a loop and comes back. Yeah. yeah. We did that, I think, 15 times in a row because we want to see how many times.
2: <laughs> I always liked the, was it Six Flags, or not Six Flags, the Magic Mountain, because they had like same the craziest rides. They had crazier ones than Great America. Yeah. yeah they have faster ones in California. So that, Six Flags, Magic Mountain, same
3: difference, has yeah. uh, the faster ri- roller coasters than uh, Great America. Yeah. By
0: else. the way, Adam, you know how we've been having this kind of ongoing debate? About oh God! Robots and uh, I'm future. winning that, by the way. Huh? Oh, I'm, you
2: know who was right about uh, Jake Paul? I know oh, he was, he was oh, right yeah, right
3: about, go there immediately yeah, right yeah. out of. He retired the for 25 hours. I, you son
0: of a bitch! I knew it, dude. That's yeah. he's, he's a he's a brilliant online marketer. Brilliant! Yeah. Yeah. Look how much attention he's getting. Yeah. and he is, every he's... fight he's just he generating follows more. all that stuff. He like follows. How
3: many uh, Google searches he gets in ranks compared to uh, like what's being searched? Like he ranks all the time as like a top Google search.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm retiring. Boom at the top. Right. I'm not retiring. Boom at the top. Right. You know, throw us. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna fight this me. guy. So yeah, obnoxious, yeah. dude. It's it's uh it's actually brilliant. I mean, of course it's smart, but it's, it's very very, very smart. smart. All right, so here we go. I got a, I got a, this was published or in Science Daily. <laughs> uh, the title of this article is These Robots Can Move Your Couch. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, dude researchers But develop- can they do your dishes? Re- oh, well, we're, we're getting there <laughs> yeah. Researchers develop robots that can work independently But cooperatively So they actually designed robots And put them in situations where, And they were successful When now, asked to move objects In new unfamiliar scenarios Are they problem solving themselves? Or are yes. they, they pre-programmed? No, they're literally saying Move that here to here and they figure it out and then work together. Wow. Or it's working happening, Adam. It's happening. Wow. Uh, yeah, we're real close this to the moon. And I have yet to read about people going to the moon. I mean, this could fun. fall on mm-hmm. your guys'
3: conspiracy theories that are here. What do you yeah. mean? What do you mean you haven't heard someone going to the moon? We've no, already been so the moon. far no. we
2: got like to the edge of the atmosphere. That's about as far as we've got Commercial.
0: Talking about commercial flights. Yeah, yeah. No.
3: yeah, but we've been there before. You know what I'm saying? So you, right you, right now, that, that's the same argument. So for you to say that they, like someone designs a robot that can do a dish or that can pick up a couch is the same argument as we say that we've been to the moon
2: like one of the commercially <laughs> would
3: be the same thing at like commercial flights would be the same thing okay. as Saying like wait it's been can be sold at target I know. you guys Nobody ever watch
2: the dot race at like a baseball game you know where you got like the white the blue the, oh, yeah, they're like yeah. fighting. and then like this is what's happening with like the robot and then getting to the middle yeah, i've never i've never been to a baseball game yeah,
0: you don't know <laughs> uh, what i'm talking about the, all, I, know. I know way more people that would love a robot to move uh, their couch you than and to go, your, you and your moon. you
3: and your zoo friends
0: Stop. <laughs> Stop! I got this. hella zoo friends that tell me about this Stop all the it. time. Stop it. Zoo scientists. Hey, hey speaking it. of stupid shit, what is that? Did you guys know? Okay, first of all, TikTok, dumb. I trained a lot of zoo I know. I always talk crap yeah. about TikTok. Great social Don't media. Don't do that because then, then I get DMs like crazy. Everyone's like, you guys, I'm you sure we're going to have on. to get on there. We're on time. there. We're on there. You can find mine Pump on TikTok.
4: Yeah.
3: Choki selects. She, uh, she uses me all the yeah, time. Yeah, Justin's done a couple of videos reason. on there. So we're just a little more selective it's about because that. Ju- Justin, I apologize to my kids. It's
0: because Justin's the hot one. By the way, let's zoom the oh, camera in real quick no. on him. Mm. Look at this outfit today. You look like you came out of the 1950s ready to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no. uh, yeah. Pre so so, lightning So TikTok banned the milk crate challenge uh, videos on the milk crate. Now, what is the milk crate challenge? Explain so they, this to me.
3: Uh, they just. Stack, stack as many st- milk crates up, right, at like a like a step ladder, and you have to be able to walk
0: up it and walk down it.
2: So it gets about how high? It was like ten. Well, in no, the middle, I think the, the challenge is how high. How you can, high can
0: you? Yeah, do I think and, how high. And you and can so it's mid-wise. very unstable and people fall. Yeah. And yes. so they're banning the challenge. Yeah,
3: because people are probably dying wow, from falling dude. from so far. They're doing it on asphalt and stuff like that. It's wow. funny because
2: I watched, uh, and again, this is where I end up like with my conspiracy uh, theory stuff I bring <laughs> to the show. Um, they, there was this like some some kind of like ritual uh, uh, that these Freemasons do where they, they have like some kind of step pyramid and then you get to like master level or something and so they're like oh you guys are actually performing some occult ritual don't Let's even see. know it.
0: oh i saw that and i was I just like it. what oh my so this is how, so you want to talk about how china beats us this is how they beat us they put out stupid challenges and then they watch all of our kids kill <laughs> yeah themselves. They, everybody's was <laughs> stupid shit no okay it's like tearing their acl
3: interesting that they they banned this one did they ban when they did the tide pod challenge remember when that was like going viral yeah, they banned that did they did.
2: I think so. Did
0: TikTok exist? Exactly I don't know if TikTok yeah, specifically I did, did but did. I know, yeah,
2: yeah, that was like a big move was to ban yeah. ban that from
0: Yeah, open. Now, I'm not going to lie, okay? I'm not going to eat a Tide Pod, but if you're a kid and you look at one, it looks like candy. It's blue. It's shiny. Yeah, it's something you want to taste. Yeah, I don't. Think but then you learn. I your don't listen. think that's what motivated real, to do real quick. Cause it looks like candy. At wow! All. So people are, are walking up these crates and falling and then filming it. Yeah, man. I am I not saw another... one
2: where a guy like it was like a gender reveal one where this guy's like walking and trying to make his way up and then you know eat shit and then like blue dust flies in the air and everybody's like yeah oh my god yeah it's like that, everybody's getting creative with that's these. hilarious
0: hey so somebody DM me a clip I, I brought this up a long time ago do you guys remember. There was like a, a tackle football league that was women only. It was like yeah. it's like it's gotta be at least ten years ago. And this maybe. one isn't the lingerie league. That must have been it. It was yeah. something like that. And what they they wore pads, mm-hmm. yeah. but they also wore little booty shorts yeah, yeah, and all br- that. Stuff. Brilliant marketing Okay. Yeah. So and these and okay, so someone sent me a clip of so it. So these girls can ball out. Bro, yeah. First of all, they're built. Well, these girls are built, dude. They look like like okay. they, they look like they really work out and they really train. So, and, and then cool. when they hit each other, they're playing for reals. Yeah. So someone sent me a clip because they must have listened to old episode. I was like, "Oh my God, these girls!" Oh, were- did we talk about it a long time ago? A long time ago. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so in
2: college, we actually coach like a powder puff. Yeah, it was it was a big deal. But like, dude, to see some of these girls like have never done like full contact, like they played soccer, or like but not like like deliberately went to like <laughs> tackle and smash their body into it was crazy to watch it got so aggressive it was awesome yeah,
3: well but, isn't that where this all evolved from was from powder puff i mean that's been a tradition in high schools for a really long time look
0: at time. on the left i mean those chicks are built and and they would blast each other by the way yeah. this is this is why you know we get a lot of heat as men uh we named it powder puff like that's a little- <laughs>
2: yeah
3: yeah
0: hey well, girls we made a league for you it's well no i don't it's called th- unicorn sprinkle this, this <laughs> league
3: <laughs> isn't called that but no. powder puff game that that Justin's alluding to right now is uh this is like... Um, yeah, it was more like flag football. I remember yeah, with juniors and the like, senior girls would but they play each other during homecoming tackle. week. So that was like
0: the I know, the, but the, the name tradition. is funny. And then even this with the tackle football, like... Like they they put them in booty shorts, you yeah. know, and it's like, yeah, it's that's so funny. To me. Lingerie football, I think, right? That's what that's yeah, called. Yeah, right and up. it's and I, I mean, I know why is how they get viewers, uh, you know. So that's why I always
3: think it's so interesting when we we still have so many people that go back and listen from the very beginning. Like that's
0: crazy. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. We're not that good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back then. It wasn't. It wasn't that. Great. The shows changed just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, so how's how's the training going, Adam? Are you I'm back? I know you're okay. Yeah. Do you feel like your your symptoms are almost all gone? Nope. I still
3: have got the. I can't smoke, man. I keep like, damn man, it. I know, that's, poor guy. I know,
2: that's, <laughs> keep
0: waiting for it. To, I know,
3: and I keep like you uh, testing it. Like I feel really good, so I'll go over and I'm like, I'm smart enough now to not go like full on. By the smoking.
0: way, we're a fitness podcast. He's talking about weed, okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, That's <laughs> smoking cigarettes. Big uh, difference.
3: Yeah, weed's yeah. Okay. And I, you know, I know. Everyone, well, you the edible, and I got to order some edibles. I haven't ordered edibles uh, in a long time. But I t- here's the thing, too, and what I missed, uh, what I'm missing the most about cannabis. And I actually, I'm glad you brought this up because I actually wanted to tell you guys and, and share this. We didn't necessarily need to do it on air, but um, man, when, when you have not for a long time and then you have just a little bit boy uh, the the creative juices get oh, it's flowing euphoric. i i i'll have to show you guys my my notes in my iphone i mean that doesn't make sense though i mean i must have
0: oh yeah uh, cuz sometimes well, the notes
3: are like well no you're right like a lot of me to throw away so literally i mean top ramen flavored
0: cereal it's fucking brilliant. i mean every mm.
3: aspect of our business right so every revenue Shrimp stream flavor. everything going on which is a, a lot of things <laughs> solar go- powered shoes a lot of things okay. going on and yes truth be told maybe five of the seven ideas are bad Mm -hmm. but then there's two that are like gold and like that i have to implement and get going and work on but i mean it really does uh, and i noticed it because i haven't for so long like like anything else, it, it loses its effect if it if you consistently do it every night. I don't get that same crazy. Yeah, your tolerance good built. Yeah, that yeah. crazy. Even your tolerance get built. You get adapted to it. I don't know what it is also that's happening, but by taking that break and then having just a little bit again like that, it just my brain was on fire. I couldn't. I couldn't go. This to sleep. is
0: how you hack psychoactive substances, and this includes caffeine. Like go off caffeine for a week, yeah. take a little bit, and caffeine is it's confidence magic. It's like, uh, oh my god! No, that was
3: okay, That was the point of this. I, I know I didn't explain that very well, was to was highlight like, oh, that because I talk a lot maximize about- Maximize
0: the benefit, minimize by, the, the negative. Because even if
3: okay, COVID forced this for me, yeah. but recently just before that, I took, a, I took a little over a month off. And I like to do that. And I'm reminded of why it's so beneficial, other than proving that you're a master of your own domain and you're not going to get addicted to something and that you have control, but also the effects that you get- when you reintroduce it, and totally.
0: the caffeine's the other one. So, so now you're working out again. Yeah, and and like what what is this three four workouts in, three workouts in right yeah, now. Yeah, And how's it feel? Uh, is I, it hard to gauge the intensity? Yeah, dude, I was so
3: blown away. So I did, um, I did single leg deadlifts with twenty pound dumbbells.
0: So which, you're like, I'm going easy.
3: Yeah, which is like nothing. And I I, sh- I did do some body weight squats to to warm up. I warmed up, did bodyweight squats, did a little bit of mobility work, and then I did single leg deadlifts with 20-pound dumbbells uh, for three or four sets. I can't remember. And my, I'm so lit up today, dude. I cannot believe- not that weird?
0: It is weird. I know.
3: I mean, here here's a lesson. Here's the here's the mistake I made. Uh, one, I not only was I off for three or four weeks- But I also have been consistently barbell training for a really long time and doing something that is a unilateral stability type of exercise.
0: It would have made you sore anyway. Yeah,
3: exactly. It would have made me sore anyways, but being deconditioned on top of that. So I probably could have just done my body weight and done even a set less and got... Just as good of result from that. I didn't even need to do. I didn't wow. even need to load it and do as many sets as I did because one, it was a new stimulus that I hadn't been doing in a really long time, and then in addition to that, taking a break off of
0: all training for almost a month. Uh, yeah, still overreached. Yeah, my hams and, de- and glutes are, are hammered too, but I did something different. I didn't do. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, a a doing little, like oh, you, pounds. Your
3: volume's right? a little bit different than my just volume. Got right to about now. that on
0: the. No, yeah. it's uh, it really makes a huge difference when I take time off. Even though I go easier, and I think I'm doing, oh, this is gonna feel okay. I always overdo it. It's such a crazy mental game, isn't it? Oh yeah. Like, it's like literally you can, and you know what's funny with the muscle memory, you just gotta like send a tiny signal, That's and then it. it starts to kick. I can already tell a difference in the way you look. Just from
3: three workouts. Uh, what I'm really good about, too, is that, you know, again, I, we were talking about this earlier that I am on or off the wagon type of person. Well, as soon as I'm back to training, too, like I always tighten the diet up better. Like, yeah, even though They'll I go hand in hand. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Even though I wasn't really bad, um, you know, I like we had some Katrina had someone had brought some homemade cookies that I had in there. And uh, we had we ate out once or twice more than we normally would have. So instantly, as soon as I get back to my training, like just because and I I used to stress this to clients all the time. It's like you you can't out train a diet. If you eat like shit and you think that going to the gym and training really hard is going to get you to your goal and you're just not going to worry about what you eat, like it's just not going to happen. Good luck. Yeah. And when you dial them both in right away, you can really make moves fast. It's the inconsistency in one or the other. If you're. Half assing the diet, but maybe you're training really good, or you're on the diet, but yeah. then you're half assing your training. The combination of being dial on your training, dial on your diet, and you can move the needle pretty quick. Now, Justin, are you, you a full ass? Are
0: you are you staying consistent even though you're doing hella moving by yourself, by the way? I'd like to I would like to throw that out real quick. Yeah. You decided to move your house by yourself. I but did just move dude. my
2: house and my gym and everything included with that. So So are you not working out on those days? That's a lot of work. Well, the first day I did like an idiot and uh, you know, I paid for it going into it, but then, so I, I, I made a point the, the next few days, so it was three days in a row, uh, those other two days where I was just like, just totally taxed and spent. So um, I didn't work out, uh, was it Monday? But then Tuesday I worked out and I've, I've been definitely monitoring my intensity. So I've brought my intensity way down. I'm just gradually kind of bringing it back up again. But yeah, dude, I was I was so taxed and like overworked, uh, and I, I wasn't sleeping well and stuff, and so like I totally overdid it mm. by just trying to take it all on myself uh, instead of hiring it out. You know what are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, you gotta you gotta balance that out because that's uh, hard labor.
2: Oh, it's always it's always harder than you remember. And that's the thing. It's like I, I kind of remembered, but I thought I didn't really have that much stuff because I saw the boxes. I'm like, ah, this is no big deal. Just put boxes uh, away. Well, you get why we are constantly on the show preaching
3: about uh, overreaching and overdoing mm-hmm. it and doing too much because here we are. Twenty plus years, experience, all of us have experience, wise and old. Yeah, and, and we still still, for that shit. still do it. You know, totally. so you know like, that I'll be
2: fine. I mean, you guys yeah. do this, I'll be fine,
3: right? Well, yeah. so you know that as as experienced as we are, and and constantly talking about that, you know that the average person they still do that. You get you know because you're motivated. You're you're motivated. You're hyped up, and you mm-hmm. and you wanted and you thinking ah do more, do another set. It's like I constantly am having the the opposite conversation when I know that it's the first time back in the gym in a while. It's like Okay, I, I need to get in here and do this, and honestly, uh, what I try and tell myself is okay. I need to be in here for about forty-five minutes to an hour, just so I can get back to like committing to the time. In the you gym. can do mobility, but I need to stretch. be breaking it up with some mobility and stretching yeah. in between, and kind of a breath work mm-hmm. or I- I- isometric stuff. Like, yeah, I-, I can't be doing like a full routine for that entire mm-hmm. hour, or else I'll have overreached on every muscle yeah, group. Totally.
0: All right. Um, so I-, I wanted to put this out there because uh, you know we always have a lot of integrity with our audience, but also because I think this is important to uh, some of the people that uh, we care about in our lives. And I saved it for the end of the of the intro because uh, you know we do a show and we really want to help people with health and fitness. And that means when something hard happens in our life, you put that aside so that you can, you know, you know we feel responsible for the people watching the show. But I also feel responsible to the people in my life that I care about. And uh, somebody very close to us uh, mm. recently passed away and I'd like to give a, a very, very special shout out to Larry Evans and you know, a good friend of mine. He's actually one of the people, probably one of the reasons why Mind Pump even exists. I, mm. I don't think Adam and I would have met had it not that been. That was the connection that kind of started. He's, that so was the connection. If, if
3: you've listened to the podcast long enough, one, you've heard us drop that name, more than once. Uh, Very two, special person to us. Two, you've heard uh, Sal and I talk about. Uh, we have a you know select few friends that we share that um, we didn't know we shared originally. Right, like before we had ever met, uh, we had these friends that would always tell, and they're close friends, really close friends of both of ours. But yet, Sal and I had never crossed paths, and they would always tell us like, "Oh, you you got to meet Sal. You got to meet Sal. You guys, you guys got to do something together." it was crazy because. Uh, Larry is one of these guys. He was somebody who Sal hired, uh, years and years ago. And then I had the pleasure of working with him as a partner, um, at one of the gyms and we worked together for years and then became very good friends after that remained in contact forever. And he would always tell me, Oh, you gotta, you gotta meet this Sal guy. You gotta get together. He was, um,
0: uh, one of the, I, I, I hired him and, you know, he would say I mentored him. I learned as much from him as he maybe says he learned from me. He was, one of the most uh, gifted and talented individuals I've ever met. Officially the best, bro. He was the, an incredible communicator naturally. I mean, this guy walked into my gym, and he comes in in a basketball jersey, basketball shorts, and he's like, hey, you know, I, you know I'm looking I'm looking for a job. And I felt his energy immediately, and he's so likable. And I said, come back tomorrow, and let's, let's talk. We'll do the interview. I hired him on the spot, and I'd never met anybody who – could make anybody like them so easily and effortlessly. Like old people, young people, didn't matter where you came from, didn't matter anything. He, if you met him and you walked in and he was the guy giving you a tour of the gym, you were gonna sign up and you were gonna do whatever he said because you love the guy. And this is just the energy that he that he brought to everybody around. Him. He touched so many people because he's again, this talent that he had just a a incredible person and you know you end up losing touch over the years because we didn't work together anymore but always in each other's minds and hearts and so much respect for the guy and you know for i I feel so much for his family it's really hard to even talk about this you know on the the podcast i don't know if
3: i've ever shared this story with you um but memory pops up of my first experience with larry um he was a record holder. so he broke like almost every sales record in the company. Like he was unbelievably talented what Sal's talking about. And uh, I, I knew of him for a couple of years before we even met. And so in 24hour fitness back then it was very competitive, right? So you had a what they called a PPR. And this is also, we've talked about how I knew of Sal by his name before I met him as a person because he'd always be ranked in the top. And so those of us that were always in the top were always watching each other.
0: Yeah, so you knew each other because of that. So
3: even if you didn't know each other in person, you knew of that person because they were consistently at the top and you were competing with them. And Larry was uh, probably dominated for the longest th- than anybody else I know in the company. and uh, when you when you win that often and people don't know you, rumors start happening. Oh, he cheats. What's he doing different? It's like, like people would say that he was cooking the books and all. And and then I get this call that I'm being promoted to the Hillsdale location, and Larry was being transferred over there to be the GM. And they, they, their idea at this time was that was one of the super gyms. Larry was the top performing GM in the Northern California. I was the top performing fitness manager, and never had they tried to pair the the two up like that before. And they wanted to see what we could do out of there, and. Uh, And I I remember all of my buddies that were working for the company were like, they were so excited because then I get to go find out is this guy. And they were all already, everybody was talking to me about find out is he, you know, is he cheating or what's he doing? Is he kinking deals? Like, and, and I remember getting the phone calls for the first week as I'm, I'm working with Larry and just like Sal saying, like he's, his energy was so contagious. He was such a happy go lucky person. I didn't know a single person that would meet him and not just, instantly fall in love. And he had that ability to transfer that to a guest who had just walked in the gym and had never, never met him before. And you would watch him do his thing. And the guy would just do unbelievable. It was the first person ever in my career that ever bumped one of my deals. So I'd never experienced that before where somebody else took a deal of mine and and sold something. And in sales. That's a big deal, right? If uh, you you find somebody really I was known for that. I know you were known for that. I know that you would probably have your counselor turn a deal over to you. And then after they saw you, boom, they would spend double, triple that. Well, I was known as that guy. So nobody did that to me. Nobody could come over the top of my presentation and do that. Larry, that was like one of my first introductions to him was him doing that to me. And like instantly I was blown away and impressed. And I remember calling everybody, be like, no, he's just he's special,
0: man. He's yeah. a special guy. Special guy, man. You'll you'll be missed, bro. Love you, man. Hey, real quick, I hope you're enjoying the show. Head over to masszymes.com forward slash mind pump. So masszymes is spelled M-A-S-S-Z-Y-M-E-S dot com forward slash mind pump. This is a company we just started working with that makes some of the best digestive enzymes you can buy anywhere. Now, why would you want to supplement with digestive enzymes? It helps you utilize the proteins, fats, and carbohydrates more effectively, helps you with digestion. So if you find that you get a little bit of bloating or constipation or gas from changing your diet, enzymes can definitely help. In fact, this is a product or these products I have been implementing now regularly. And I, somebody who suffers from gut issues has noticed a pretty tremendous benefit. Now I can eat more food, fuel my body, and not feel bad like I used to before. So head over to masszymes.com forward slash pump. Use the code mindpump10, so that's mindpump10, for a discount. All right,
1: enjoy the rest of the show. Our first caller is Nick from New York.
0: Nick, what's happening, man? How can we help you? Hey, guys. How are you?
6: Um, I started my fitness journey in 2017, around like 275 pounds. I'm 190 now, and I got into OCR training and Spartan races a lot. Um, since COVID started, I've been doing the same regiment with a very heavy hit focus, uh, doing like a lot of burpees and rows and a lot of intense cardio with two days or I would do heavy lifting with a uh, leg day and a back and chest day. And I also did intermittent fasting with a one hour eating window along with keto. And my, I noticed that my weight would fluctuate a lot when I deviated from that. Um, and I had listened to uh, your podcast with the seven day maps plan, and I'm going to be trying that out. My question is, Am I shooting myself in the foot by working so heavy alongside intermittent fasting and keto while also training for Spartans? I feel like maybe I'm going in the wrong direction with this regiment, yeah. yes. especially since I want to perform well at the Spartans but also get the aesthetic that I want.
0: Yeah, so um, yes, your intuition is correct. You are. Uh, And when I say shooting yourself in the foot, I don't mean you're screwed. I mean, you've just, you you know, you've taken everything but the kitchen sink or maybe even the kitchen sink and thrown it at yourself. And so now you're in a position where sustainability is going to become an issue. And this, Nick, is the main reason why people uh, eventually fall off is they, they do so many things to accomplish a particular goal. And it's just unsustainable, either because it's too much to dedicate yourself to or because the person's body, mind, uh, you know, or mind burns out. So here's what I suggest you do. Now, I know you like the OCR race. You can still mm-hmm. do that. Train specifically for the OCR race if, if that's what you want to do and do nothing else. Or if you want to start going down the path of sustainability, I'm going to recommend you start to eliminate the high-intensity hit-type training. Focus on three full-body workouts a day, like a MAPS anabolic type of routine. Slowly increase your calories and allow your metabolism to start to recover because that's a much more sustainable approach. Will you gain some weight doing it? Maybe a little bit, but uh, my prediction is if you don't move in this direction. Um, you're you, gonna you're gonna have a huge rebound sometime in the future. You have
3: to you have to go this way, Nick. Would you have any idea uh, where your calories are?
6: I when I'm doing when I was doing the uh, hit regimen, I was at like 1,900 calories. Yeah. Um, and since I've been listening to you guys, I've heard time and again, you know, bump up the calories, bump up the calories. So I've been slowly bumping them up um i went i just did like 1900
3: to 2400 okay and then what did you notice anything how do you feel what's what's going on since then
6: um i noticed that i did gain a little weight but it's mostly muscle like i gained four pounds in the past three weeks but like three of those pounds are muscle that's excellent that
3: you're okay so you know the the the, couple things that are really good news one uh, for you to go as far as you've gone already, uh, it it just highlights your discipline and consistency, which is, oh, as a trainer, you're you're always excited when you have somebody who can stick to something, and you've been really kicking ass for a long time. The hard the hardest part is going to be the mental challenge here, uh, is to get you to kind of calm down with all the crazy movement and. Honestly, I know Sal said that you could uh, do the OCR program and keep doing the Spartan race training stuff like that. Personally, if you were my client, I would I would want you not to. So if you fought me on it, then you know at the end of the day, like uh, you're hiring me, and so I've got to kind of bend Make a little bit. Make the best of it. Yeah, but if I had full control of your plan. Um, it would be let's actually just, and I would either do anabolic or even like power lift. Like I would want your mindset around let's build muscle. Now you've done so well for so long of cutting, cutting, and and leaning out and losing weight, losing weight. Let's shift our focus for a couple months on building some muscle and getting strong as hell in the gym. And that, and I wouldn't worry about the scale. I wouldn't get caught up on whether you go up or down a few pounds, honestly, as long as I actually don't want you to go down. I'd want you to actually maintain your weight, maybe even possibly go up a few pounds like you have currently. And the main goal would be how high can we get these calories without you putting on any body fat or Mm -hmm. excess body fat, I should say, and how strong can we get in the gym? And that is our main goal. Walking is fine, so if you've already trained yourself to be – running every day and doing lots of stuff to ask a client like that, to go from seven days a week of crazy movement down to three days of strength training. That's it. But, uh, what I would say is listen, uh, on your off foundational days, I guess anabolic's a three day program, trigger sessions and walking. That's it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And- yeah. <clears throat> I think, um, yeah, that definitely would echo what, what Adam's kind of suggesting with that. But I mean, you, you did all the work to get to where you are now in in losing the weight and, uh, you know, in your busy body and you want to, Keep active and, and really like the the psychological challenge for you right now is to find what out there is sustainable for your lifestyle. So what activities, what things can you promote that you can continue from here on out? Uh, you know, with a healthier body and that's, that's always a challenge when, uh, cause we don't want to perpetually go through this gain weight, lose weight, you know, kind of trap that, that a lot of times we get into with this kind of intensity that it took to get to there. So, uh, you know, t- to be able to find if OCR is something that's really enjoyable and it's like a continual thing you want to kind of keep challenging yourself with great. But uh, it has to be something like that. It has to be something that you really enjoy, uh, you know, that will be able to kind of maintain uh, all this momentum that uh, you have right now.
0: Yeah, Nick, I'm going to make some guesses, okay? You tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong or right, okay? I'm going I'm to guess that the reason why you started OCR and the reason why you went keto and the reason why you started intermittent fasting was all to help you lose weight. Am I correct?
6: Correct. Okay.
0: So now here's some just honest, tough love, but I'm going to, at the end, I'm going to help you uh, convert this a little bit. Okay. Though that's probably the worst reason to do any of those three things. Okay. Uh, OCR, motivating yourself by doing events is a almost guaranteed way to uh, not have sustainable weight loss. At some point you're chasing this competition. And at some point it's going to stop working for you either because your body rejects it or because you burn out mentally. The same thing is true with keto and intermittent fasting. Now, to get to where you started, which was 275, you probably had some bad relationship with food stuff going on, which most of us do, right? So that's what led to the 275. And what you did is you traded a bad relationship with food that led to 275 to another bad relationship with food that led to 180 pounds, 190 pounds. So what I want you to really focus on is don't be afraid of the you know 10 15 pound weight gain that may happen i want you to forget about that and think about sustainability that's the thing that is going to threaten your long term success it's not the oh no i gained 10 pounds cuz i stopped doing all these hit workouts and i'm you know doing strength training don't worry about that think sustainability you have you know how old are you nick if you don't mind me asking I'm 36 years old. Yeah, dude, you, do you want to do you want to keep this body fat off for the rest of your life, right? Do you want to have Oh yeah, of course. Right. And you want to have it in, in, you, maybe you have a family now, if you don't, maybe have one in the future. Or, you know, friends and other things in life that are very important. And it's you want create your fitness needs to not just support your life, but improve your quality of life. Now, of course, part of that is your improved health. But the other part of it is, you know, it's very hard to do when you're stress. You're stressed out about diet, and I can only eat in one hour window, and I can't have any carbs, and I got to do this OCR. Race. You know, four years, five years, ten years—that becomes a stressful situation. So remember that, and I want you to do the right thing, which means you're going to have to go against some of your fears, and and most of your fears are probably centered around going back to where you were before. Um and, yeah. you know, and and that fear is actually gonna get you to where you were before. So check yourself there, take our advice, and I would say for the next three months, do MAPS anabolic, do the walking on the off days, eliminate the other stuff. Don't do the OCR race unless it's super important to you, in which case it'd say fine, do this one last one. And don't weigh yourself for the next three months. Don't even weigh yourself. Just look at strength, look at your health. How do I feel? Am I enjoying things? Do I feel this? whatever? And then as far as diet's concerned, I say this. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't take the pendulum and swing it all the way in the other direction because that's a recipe for disaster. I would say include a little bit of carbs post-workout. As far as intermittent fasting is concerned, I would have a little bit of food. uh, Normally when you fast, you're not going in the opposite direction, but slowly move yourself to a more normal, balanced way of living so that you move towards sustainability.
3: I'm going to be even more specific with this and tell you what what a massive win for us would look like is if I got you to cut out a lot of the stuff that you're doing, follow maps anabolic to a T, which means you're doing the three foundational days. It means you're doing the trigger sessions. You're allowed to walk if you want to go out and walk. I'm totally good with that. You're you consistently start with about twenty four hundred calories. You've already proven that you can kinda eat there and your body's responded well. It's added three pounds of muscle and only one of fat. That's an incredible mm-hmm. ratio. So get to consistently eating 2,400 calories while following that program. And then our next goal for the next two months or so is, can I get from 2,400 to about 2,800 and get stronger in the gym? If you came back to me, and let's say we didn't weigh at all, right? I I tell you just like Sal said, throw the fucking scale away. I don't care about that. Just talk to me about you getting stronger. Talk to me about you being able to eat and your energy levels. And then in two months, we hop on the scale And as long as you're not up probably over 15 pounds, you're up anywhere between 7 to 12-pound range, and you're eating 2,800 calories, you and I are high-fiving, and I'm telling you how much you're kicking ass because that – would be the most successful two to three months from now is to be able to do that for you to be able to say you're eating 2800 calories doing way less cardio strength training and stronger you you have completely started to change the trajectory of your your fitness journey for sure and you're getting stronger and building more muscle and for sure we'll have a faster metabolism yeah.
0: nick do you have maps anabolic
6: I actually do. I bought the uh, anabolic and aesthetic uh, package like a couple days ago.
0: All right. Well, uh, I, I want to give you something for free, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in in the private forum because I'd like you. I would love if you could give us a uh, you know updates every other week or so and post it yes. in the private forum and then just tag us. Okay.
6: Absolutely.
0: All right, my friend. Thanks for calling.
3: Thank you, guys, so much. No problem. Look Mike. forward to seeing you in the forum, man.
0: That's that's a what a challenge right because you get you know you're you're at a particular weight you know in his case 275 mm-hmm. and then he probably had a moment where he's like that's it I'm I got to I got to get rid of this I got to change my life mm-hmm. and so you do what you do when you feel that way which is everything everything at once Yes yeah. and and it definitely got him to lose weight but that mental state that he's riding right now doesn't last forever, so I'm so glad he called in because now we can move him in the right direction. Well, I'm so glad
3: that we answer a question like this too because it's something that we we talk about on the show all the time. Like this, he's actually so normal. You know, sub in whatever weight, sex, age, that changes, of course. But as far as like somebody who has put on a lot of weight over the last years or decades and is trying to lose, lose weight, this is the approach. It's exactly what happens. And I guarantee he didn't start here with all that stuff. It's probably started with right away cutting calories like yeah. crazy, doing cardio, yep. and then saw the first initial 10, 20 pounds go down, and then okay, let's what add, else can I do? Yeah, Keep let's add OCR me. and let's add hit and let's do intermittent. And I'm on fire, right? And yeah. and now what's cool about when I get a client like this is, and what I was telling him is that he's got the discipline, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've done that for the last year or so, whatever, how long did he say he took him to get to this point? Yeah,
0: it was uh, 2017, I think he Started but uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to look up there. It was mostly in the last yeah year Yeah, or so yeah. I
3: mean this guy's been consistently getting after it So if I can just get him to shift his focus because mm-hmm. that's the the first hardest thing is to get a client to be Consistent with whatever yeah. it is that we're trying to do. So he's already proven that he could be consistent That'll just be the mental hurdle That's you know, it not getting caught up if the scale goes up five to 15 pounds and just get stronger in the gym Our next
1: caller is Roxy from North Dakota What's up, Roxy? How can we help you?
0: Hi.
7: I just had a question about hip dips. Okay. Um, I recently started getting back into fitness in May. And as I started to lean out, I noticed some pretty big indents in the sides of my glutes. And when I started looking up um, like how to get rid of them, uh, a lot of the research said that they were either genetic or bone structure or not really possible to get rid of. So I was just wondering if there were any exercises I could do to reduce the appearance of them or if they are genetic or what I can do.
0: Okay. Butt dimples. That's what I call them. Yeah. Sal's got cute ones. I got a really nice one. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Roxy, uh, great. I love this question, uh, because it's going to allow us to kind of highlight a few things. First off, I see in the question that you sent us that you're doing all the best, butt building exercises, you're doing hip thrust squats, deadlifts. Um, so you're doing the right kind of butt building exercises. Um, you started working out in May, so it hasn't been that long that you've been super consistent. Do you know what your body fat percentage is sitting at or can you give us like a rough estimate? Do you think?
7: I honestly
0: have no idea. <laughs> okay. You look, you look pretty lean from your from the video. I would I would say without looking at the rest of you, you're probably in a pretty lean athletic category, especially if you could see. So when you're talking about hip dip for people watching this, literally it's the sides. It's under the the like the hip bone, and it's kind of where when, as you get leaner, you'll see it kind of come in a little bit. Um, now I, I I think you might be a little. I, too critical of yourself. If I'm, if I'm being quite honest with you, um, that definitely is an area that, I mean, are there muscles you could develop there? Uh, kinda, is it going to change it much? Not really. You're doing the best exercise. I'd say be a little bit patient. You can gain a little body fat and sometimes that'll fill in, but you, you also want to be careful that you don't analyze yourself in the mirror and start to pick yourself apart and, and notice like little things that, you know, maybe to other people don't look like a problem at all. You might look very fit and healthy, but to you, if if you kind of go down this path, it'll be almost impossible to get out of.
3: Well, I I have a, I have a couple, I mean, there's some things for sure you, I saw that you are doing a lot of exercise, but I one, I would ask, um, does your rep ranges look like? How long have you been training in that, in that rep range? And then also, are you tracking calories and have you gone on a bulk in any time in the last, you know, three months since we've been trying to do this?
7: Okay. Yeah. No, I haven't uh, gone on a bulk. I don't really track my calories. Um, And rep range, I usually do about eight to 10 um, and three or yeah, eight to 10, three times.
3: Okay. And are you pretty consistent with that? Yeah. Okay. So here we go. I would love to see you lift in the five rep range and I would love to put you on a bulk. Because you got to remember you're okay. trying to, so, and and the, the side butt uh, is kind of what we're alluding to to get that kind of heart shaped ass, right? So that give you that look on the side and you're doing some of the best exercises. But if you're always in that rep range and you're in a calorie maintenance or a calorie deficit, a lot of the time, you're not going to build. You're just not, you're going to, you're going to continue to kind of burn and stay tight and stay firm and stay in the shape that you currently are. But if we want to build some muscle, build some shape, well, then we need a calorie surplus. And if you've also been training in that same 8 to 12 rep range for a really long time, your body's probably pretty adapted to that. So dropping you down to the 5 rep range and loading, loading the bar more and then bumping your calories and then focusing on the exercise you're doing. I think you're doing great exercises, but I think it's important that you're phasing your rep ranges. And are you following any of our MAPS programs?
7: I am not.
3: Okay, so I—I I, I mean, we have a we have a, a butt builder bundle. So I would love to hook you up with that and have you follow that to a T, because in the program we actually phase you in and out of rep ranges, and the first phase is the low rep range that I'd want to transition you into right now. So I would transition you into that. I would ask you to bump your calories a little bit and then see what happens mm-hmm. from there.
0: Now, now, Roxy, if. If I were to talk to somebody that knows you very well and that cares about you, and if I if I asked them, do you think Roxy's a little bit too critical of her appearance, what would they how would they answer me? For sure. Yeah. Like yeah, I
7: hear that a lot from my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. So
0: and now, now sometimes we need to listen to the people that care about us the most, especially when it comes to how we judge ourselves, and especially when it comes to appearance. Especially when you're somebody that's into fitness because, look, I've experienced this. You, you literally do not see accurately uh, with your own eyes when you judge yourself, at least not the way you look at other people. I'm sure you look at other people and you say, well, that person looks great or whatever. Um, and then you look in the mirror and you start to really hyper-criticize how you look. Don't go down this path. There's no way out. And you'll never get to the point where you look perfect if this is mm. the, the mental state that you're in. Adam has great advice. In fact, if you do what he's saying, focus on the strength, don't focus on the mirror. That'll right. guide you in the right direction for sure.
2: Have you ever worked out just focusing on getting stronger and watching, you know, the the amount of weight that you can lift increase? Has that ever been a focus of yours? Has it always been aesthetic? Uh,
7: no, I like seeing the numbers go up on the bar and everything okay. like that Good. too. I just, yeah, recently lost the weight, so it's kind of, been hard to
2: not focus on the mirror so much. Yeah. 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 Time to bulk. bulk. definitely focus on that. And just, you know, allow yourself, you know, that kind of freedom, uh, you know, to just go in there and just, uh, you know, really just keep it just specifically on how much weight uh, you're moving around and how much stronger you're going to get.
3: You're doing great exercises. I mean, you're on, you obviously have done your homework and research on the movements that are going to give you, give you this look that you're chasing. But it's just I mean if you don't give the, the body the, the right amount of calories to, to grow and build a butt, the butt's a, a muscle just like your biceps is or shoulders. It's mm-hmm. no different if a guy called me up and said, Adam, I have small shoulders, I want bigger shoulders. I assess his diet and his diet is at maintenance or in a deficit the the easiest thing i'd tell them is let's just increase your calories but the challenge especially for my female clients is when i tell them this they also want to stay as lean as they possibly are and you just got to be okay with hey we're going to increase your calories so we're going to put a few pounds on just trust the process mm-hmm. we can always reverse and go lean out again but if the goal is to build a fuller right. rounder butt yeah you feed then, your body that's right we got to we got to feed the feed it the calories it needs to build that muscle and then if we you know inevitably put a couple pounds of body fat on along the way which is inevitable and not a big deal, and we reverse and go the other way, we're, we're going to lean out. Not to mention, in this process, you're going to speed your metabolism up.
0: Yeah, and, and the strength gains are objective, right? Your uh, your visual criticisms of how you look can be not objective, right? So that's why it's so it's such a great place to be when you're seeing just strength go up and that's what you're focused on because you either get stronger or you don't. And I will say this, if you get stronger and you do it in a healthy way, uh, the, what you, what, what shows in the mirror is going to change for the better, for sure. That'll happen automatically. Okay. All right, Roxy. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Man, that's a tough one.
3: You know what? I thought like she was my- a little disappointed in our answer. Was she a little disappointed? <laughs> Can you tell Doug, did she have like a disappointed look when the answer?
1: Um, yeah, maybe I think she wanted uh a secret, a secret, secret exercise. Yeah, yeah. Like some kind of you weren't m- giving out the secret exercises. I
3: mean, uh, we could go, I mean, I could add some things. Like, I, I would love so my, my ass is on fire today, the whole thing, because I did, I hadn't done uh, single leg dumbbell deadlifts in so long. And just you hit all the, the stabilizer yeah, muscles around the hip, which are you're trying, she's trying to develop. So, there's some exercises that we can include, but. I, I think she's already, She. And we, I guess we should tell the audience, because the audience didn't hear, I mean, she's doing sumo deadlifts, she's doing barbell hip thrust, she's squatting, you know, so she's doing a lot of good movements, you know, lunging, Bulgarian split squats, these are all movements that are going to build and develop the butt, but this is, a, this is an area that I, a lot of my female clients would struggle with, and that is, they want to build their butt, and they also want to lean out, and those mm-hmm. are conflicting goals. Yeah, to lose yeah. body fat is catabolic, and to build a butt is anabolic, so... Yeah. One of them needs a surplus of calories, and so you just gotta. If you really care about building that butt more, you got to be okay with. Hey, we're gonna try and put some weight on right now. That's inevitably what's well, going. Well, and sp-
2: then this is kind of like I don't know. I guess it highlights a little bit of the trap of of Instagram and totally, you true. know, really just like okay. com- the comparison trap. It's the thief of joy, right? So you're always comparing yourself to what you see, and you're not happy with what you have. And so, like, I think it's important that you know Sal was kind of stressing that to her because you know. And, and to be able to really, you know, get to the place you want, a lot of times you have to remove yourself from totally.
3: it. Totally. No, there's, that's great, great balance to, for us to do. Because I mean, there's two sides of this. 100% Sal is right, and that we've well, got to be careful because that's the the, the never ending goal. You'll always just right. like the guy who is or girl who's chasing a, a certain amount of wealth. And they realize that they yeah. just keep stretch. They just keep the. And you see this in bodybuilding a lot too. Yeah, I'm not I'm, big enough. Not yeah. big
0: enough. Not big enough. You know, one of my favorite things about training clients for as long as I did, I would have clients that would be with me for ten years, fifteen years. And one thing I used to love doing is I would we would take pictures sometimes, right? So I'd have these old pictures from twelve years ago, and I would love to do this because I get clients. This is something we all struggle with. And my client would say something like, you know, oh, you know, oh man, I don't look good. I don't like the weight, whatever. And I'd say, man, I remember when you used to say that to me 12 years ago. Yeah, and I'd when, pull out a picture. When you look like this. And they'd look at it and go, wow, I really thought I looked terrible. I looked great. And it's like you could be objective because it was so long ago. So you get caught in this trap and fitness does not improve your life. It becomes uh, a detriment to you. So you sometimes you have to remove yourself. One of the best ways to do that. Is just focus on getting stronger.
3: Now that being said, you know because that's the, there is also some things that could potentially be the main reason why she's not building her butt. Low calorie, mm-hmm. same rep range. Who if she's been doing that for months yeah, or years, yeah, same. Yeah, and she and these same exercises, same rep range, and and living in a calorie maintenance or deficit. I mean, you simply give her a few more calories, change up a couple exercises for the glutes, drop her rep range, and she absolutely
1: change the tempo. Yeah, she'll absolutely see
3: some of that some of that butt grow.
1: Our next caller is John from California. Hey, what's
4: up, John? How can we help you? Hey, guys, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Um, I work in the music industry. I'm an audio engineer. Uh, I'm basically the guy who records and mixes songs so they're ready for the radio. And I love my job, uh, but I travel a lot. I'm on the road more than half of the year. And for the most part, while I'm in one city or another for a month or two at a time, I can relatively manage my fitness. The problem is come tomorrow, I'm leaving for tour. And as you might know, I'll be in one city and the next practically every night. And therein lies the problem. I find it hard to maintain my working out with the limited availability for space like green rooms and whatnot just trying to maintain a healthy eating uh habit is really hard and i find by the second or third week of every tour without fail all of my attempts crumble um and the stress of it all the the increased work demand obviously puts pressures on me and i guess my question is in in the midst of all of that craziness little control over my schedule how would you suggest somebody like me stay fit stay sane um and also try and lose some pounds.
0: Oh yeah, G- great question and I think I have uh, the best answer for you. So so I-, I want you to look at your exercise routine and don't look at as a w- look, don't look at it as a way to lose weight. Don't look at it as a way to, you know, build muscle and I know it does all that, but rather I want you to look at exercise as a way to improve your mental health, reduce your stress and improve your quality of life. It is excellent for those things. In fact, studies show exercise, consistent exercise to be as good or superior to pharmaceutical drugs for the treatment of anxiety and and most mild to moderate forms of depression, for example. Now, here's why I'm saying focus on exercise for that. Your life is so hectic and there's a lot of stress in it. And if your workouts become a stress relief for you, and that's the way you view it, your odds of being consistent are much, much higher. So what does this look like workout wise. Well, you don't have access to equipment and it sounds like your, your schedule can be kind of crazy. So I would say 15 to 30 minutes every day. That's it. 15 Mm -hmm. to 30 minutes every single day. I would stick to bands or suspension trainers or body weight. And when you're doing the workout, I want you to think to yourself stress relief. So sometimes that means mobility. Other times that's going to mean I'm going to do 15, 30 minutes of harder stuff. Other times it may mean I'm going to practice, you know, this one exercise. I'm trying to get Go better for at a walk. Yeah, just do that. It'll make a huge difference in your. Because the issue here is consistency. That's going to be the big challenge. So if you look at it that way, it'll make the biggest difference. We do have two programs that are very convenient for people who travel, right? So we have maps uh, anywhere and maps suspension. If you mm-hmm. don't have those, I can send those to you, and you can pick and pull from there workouts you could do. Pretty much anywhere.
3: So I've trained uh, a lot of clients, a lot of clients with a similar situation, maybe not the exact same profession as you, but... They're home with me, we're training, we're training hard, we're consistent, their their stress level's kind of lower because they're not on the go, and they're building muscle and they're feeling great, and then boom, here comes a one-month, two-month, maybe three to six-month even trip where they're, where the stress level is going to go up, their sleep uh, is going to go down, and uh, they're not going to have access. And the, the biggest mistake that my clients would make like this, and I'd always have to remind them, is, listen, you got to be okay with the fact that you're not going to maintain what we've been doing right now. You got to just be okay with we're not going to be lifting 4 or 5 days a week for an hour and you eating perfect every day. And so we've got to kind of modify and be okay with that. So the the things I would have to get them to do is okay, if we've been training and eating this way, if if we were if we reduce your training and your movement significantly now that we're on the road, uh, you also got to manipulate the the food a little bit. So I would have them, and it would the easiest thing for my clients is I like this is where I like to meal skip. So we we, we we're training consistently, we're eating consistently. Now they're on the road or they're sedentary for a lo- large large of the day, or they're not getting very much sleep. So I'd say, listen, let's take the you know the meal that you normally have at two o'clock, or maybe your first meal or your last meal, and we're going to eliminate that when you're when you're on the road and you don't get a lot of movement. And then I would give them a program like Maps Anywhere or the is. Suspension trainer and say, here, all you, you don't need anything but bands or the suspension trainer. The days that you have a good hotel room, you got a great night's rest, mm-hmm. get after the workout, follow it. The days that you wake up and you didn't have a good night's rest or you had a lot of stress, don't just chalk it up and go eat tacos or some bullshit. Go for a walk. Go for a walk or do some working inward. So I want you focused on on feeling good and taking care of yourself. Not so focused on your your you know muscle goals or fat loss goals. Right here, we're all. It's like what Sal said. What all the things you're doing when you're on the road is to optimize your job and your performance and your mental health and and what you do for a living. And don't worry when you get back with me and you're back home and we got the gym and we have some time. Then we'll go after it hard again.
2: Yeah, very similarly. I had clients, you know, in your situation too. Uh, that's why we created those programs but um, you you know, and to view them in terms of like uh, you know being restorative and being somewhere where you can go to kind of de-stress. But also, uh, I had my clients like first thing in the morning. And that was like basically their cup of coffee was yes. that ten-minute uh, supercharger workout, where it's just a very basic workout uh, that you could do consistently. It didn't take up a lot of time. Uh, made you feel really good, really energized, and and got you out and started your day on the right foot. So I, honestly, I think like if you can. And uh, really, just dedicate uh, that 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 first instance in the morning to uh, you know getting your bar, body sort of charged up, uh, you know through physical activity. It's going to set the tone for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, John, if you did 50, if you did fifteen to thirty minutes every day, and it could be something different every day. Just again, listen to your body. You know that's 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 probably going to average out to two to three hours of structured exercise a week. That's not bad. That's like going to the gym two or three days a week, right? Except you're doing 15, 30 minutes every single morning. I'm sure some mornings you're going to feel better and you could do more. So what you do is you just set your alarm and you wake up a little earlier and you go into this routine. Sometimes it's going to be stretching and mobility. Other times it'll be suspension trainer, strength training or resistance bands. Other times it might be a walk or it might be 15 to 30 minutes of meditation or mindfulness. But if you do it every single day for a little bit of time, it's easier to be consistent with your schedule than it is to carve out an hour and a half at a gym.
3: I also don't know if you've if I don't know if you've connected these these dots yet or not, John. But there's something that is really common with someone like you. Uh, we've all gone through this too. Is You got a night of work where you like, say you grind all the way till like a, you know, midnight or one in the morning and it was just a long day, stressful day. And then you got to be back up early next day and you didn't sleep good whatsoever. And we've talked about what happens with cortisol levels and then all of a sudden that that next day you have these weird cravings. You hadn't thought about Jack right. jacking the box right. since you were a kid or all of a sudden you want this fried, greasy food. That's a that's very normal for that to happen. And if you know that ahead of time that, oh shit, this was a bad night, you put on kind of like your, your defense mode that day. Like, you know what? I know my body's going to be wanting this food or doing that. So getting fed with something good and healthy and balanced early and then just kind of making that a day where you're walking and just staying active. You don't need to get after it. But just being mental mentally prepared that you knew that you got a bad sleep day, you better be prepared for that craving that's going to kick around 10, 11 or noon of wanting shit that you normally wouldn't even want. And that's where this spiral effect happens is I get shitty sleep. I don't feel, I didn't, I didn't move very much. I was stressed out. And then on top of that, now my body's craving this greasy food and I'm just hungry because I haven't slept much and I'm tired. And then you just do it. And then that's where the spiral happens. So being aware of that is, is, is huge just to know it's coming.
4: Yeah, it it happens all the time. And if I might add, uh, we're on a tour bus and we're lugging equipment back and forth. I'm curious, does any of that constitute as physical exertion or activity towards workout goals? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, totally, man.
0: I mean, you're moving, you know, it's, it's of course, absolutely. And not always symmetrical. That's
4: the fear. It's not, you know, planned. It's you know that's serious. okay
3: those are the days that you allow yourself to eat a little more calories and then the days when you find yourself sitting at the desk or working all day and not moving those are the ones you got to be mindful of pulling back a little bit that's where this i think that's one of the hardest things is like when you get on like a plan where you when you're home and you're consistent I mean, you're training, you're moving. It's predictable. Yeah, it's predictable where when you're, when you do something like this, you've got to be kind of mentally aware of like, oh shit, this is a day when I didn't move at all. I need to, I need to, that's, and that's how I, I would tell clients to keep it easy for them. I just say on those days, drop a meal, you know, whatever you would normally do, you know, you didn't move very much, drop a meal on those. And then the days when you are, you're moving hell of equipment, sweating while you're just doing your normal job. Well shit, that's the day you feed that body, make sure it's taken care of.
4: Okay. No, it makes perfect sense. Thank you guys.
0: No problem, John. We'll send you maps anywhere and map suspension, okay?
4: <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a good one, guys. Thanks. All Thank right. you, man.
0: Yeah, that uh Those this is hard. It, it is. And this I'll, is this is really hard. I'll tell you what, um, you know, obviously we, all of us have been training a long time. I've been doing it for myself for a long time, and I'm always I'm typically pretty consistent because I figured that out for myself a long time ago. It it's not about going to the gym and building muscle and looking good when I got really stressful stuff happening in my life. I literally go to the gym, and it's it's mental and psychological. That's it, 100%, yeah. and it keeps you consistent that way. So what's the end result? Well, the end result is you're much more consistent, and you get the mental benefit from it. So exercise is not just developing an aesthetic physique and looking great. It's so much more than that, and if people realize that, then they, and my gosh, I'm so stressed out. You know what I should do? Fifteen minutes of you know exercise or activity. The
3: truth is, though, not and this is where we're we're different, right? Like I totally identify with this as a, as a challenge for myself. Like uh, you've been able to build that for yourself. I mean, of the the three of us, I think Justin would agree too. Like you know, you are the one who rain or shine, stress or no stress, fucking like you don't miss your workout. You've connected those dots. You've found a way to always do that. Where I was more of the person who was very uh, on or off. Yeah. I'm di- when I'm on, I'm dialed. When I'm training consistent. All or nothing. Yeah. All yeah. or nothing. And so, as I got older, and you know, would see these patterns and realize like I'm not always going to be all the way on. How do I adjust my life? Yeah. So, and and it's it's amazing. You don't have to. Do, and I'm I'm in a situation right now. I'm just coming off of COVID. I didn't train for almost three weeks. What I've learned to do over all these years and mistakes that I've made in the past is okay when I'm not moving that much and I'm off the wagon a little bit, I've got to adjust my eating. I've got to be aware. I've got to scale way back on that because I'm not putting the work in. And then... I don't have to do a lot. You do a uh, do a so- solid one workout or two workouts in the week, especially if you're doing the good movements. That'll ascend and you keep the diet in check. You'd be surprised how fit you'll maintain, especially for somebody who's actually been exercising for many years of their life. The body, the body is unbelievably resilient. It remembers that, all that muscle you've had before. Yep. So as long as I get in there and touch some weights, do some exercises, and I keep uh, I keep my calories in check, you can you can make it through a rough two or three months of a weird schedule where you're off. But it's the, and I know it hit home with them when I told them that about the stress and the sleep and then craving bad food. It's the trying to keep up with your schedule of mm-hmm. training before. It's the inevitable, oh shit, long day of work, stress, didn't get no sleep, and then craving some bullshit. And then the spiral happens and then you fall off the wagon completely and then you ride it off and you just say, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm yeah. I'm already eating bad. I'm not sleeping good. I'm not getting my four days gonna a have week. have another donut. Right, where... You've just got to learn to recognize that stuff and scale back on the food, and and just getting that getting that gym a couple of times. That's one approach, or what both of you suggested, which is just make fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, which sometimes I think that's harder for an on the, on the wagon off the wagon type of person. Just adjust them calories, man.
1: All right, our next caller is Ariel from Oklahoma. Ariel, how can we help you?
5: Hi, how's it going? Good. Um, so, a little bit about me. I'm eighteen. And I'm actually a rock climber, but um, right now I'm at school. So during the week, I kind of just focus on lifting strength. um, And my question is actually in regards to uh, standing ab wheel rollout. Um, A little bit of context. I do a lot of work on the bar and rings for abs. I can do like a front lever. I do a lot of L sits, toes to bar, but I've never been able to do a full standing um, to the ground ab wheel rollout. So I guess my question is, do you have any specific programming or advice for um, accomplishing that? Um, and what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah. Uh, first off, that is a very yeah, hard yeah, exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure You're that you know who else Sal can't? can't do that right now. I was now. just going <laughs> to say, you know who else can't do a standing ab wheel rollout? Yeah, that's legit. Uh, so that's a really, really hard exercise. Okay. Do you Have you identified... Uh, where the breakdown is when you account- when you tr- go for it. Do you feel the breakdown in your core and low back? Does it feel like your arms and shoulders give out? C- Good question. C- do you have any idea um, where you feel it?
5: Yeah, I, I think really it's specifically like on that last little bit, locking it out, getting the full extension overhead. Um, so I guess probably shoulders and a little bit like kind of the thoracic Region.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. So that's okay. So someone like you, and I saw, I look, you know, you wrote a question, and you 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 talk about a lot of the exercises. Your core is probably pretty strong. It's the breakdown oftentimes with people like you, especially females, is actually the 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 shoulder stability and strength, and not so much the core. At least someone like yourself who trains their core so much. So here's a couple things you could do. One, I would recommend uh, heavy dumbbell pullovers. Mm-hmm which will help that type of strength and focus on the range of motion and build your strength up on that exercise and treat it like a strength exercise, like you would do squats or deadlifts or overhead presses. So that'll help you there. The second thing is when you do your standing ab wheel rollout to practice them, you can start by just doing a negative. In other words, get into position and slowly roll yourself out and then lay down on the floor. And that's it. That's a rep. And the goal is to, sl- to slow that down each time to the point where you can make it super controlled. Then from there, you can slowly start to attempt coming back up. But get that negative yeah. portion under control first.
2: Have you done um, Superman's with the uh, rings?
5: Uh- a little bit, not really. I uh,
3: are you no. are you recommending the pullover? That yeah. So that's what the pullovers Superman. with suspension trainer, with
2: suspension trainer, or the rings. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of too, like anchor push-ups and things like that, like what Sal's sort of alluding to is just like the the upper body strength portion of it because your abs or your core in general is going to be pretty strong in terms of like what you're describing with your exercises. But I think developing, uh, you know, that strength there, especially with the instability with the rings or the the suspension trainer uh, and and to be able to then uh, anchor, you know, one side and reach with the other arm and then both arms together and then also So, like, real deep, even flies, and and, and get into that will help a lot. Are are you, Ariel? Are you familiar with what Justin's trying to explain? The Superman.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like reaching overhead, kind of like a Y raise, but lower to the ground. Yeah, it's
3: it's, it's
2: the opposite. Opposite. So, so I'm, I'm like uh, uh, doing a push up in a sense. Like,
3: okay. And you can why this is why what Justin is saying is this is the exercise to get you to do what you want to do because it is the it's the perfect regression to what you're trying to do. Because you have to have core strength and stability and what's beautiful about it, is however far you walk, how far you walk away from the anchor point, the yes. easier it'll be. So, like with a client like you, you progressively increase. That's their right. Intensity. I would start like Justin's saying, like you might not be able to start from the push-up position yet. That's going to be the most challenging position. I would have you like it, let's in, walk
2: forward. In, or in, yeah, away in, from envision
3: the... the suspension trainer above your head, and it's the ropes are hanging down in front of you. Rings or a suspension trainer. You grab hold of them in front of you. You take about two steps forward. And then you you simulate the exact same movement you do on the ab roller, where you ro- let your body kind of fall forward, and your arms come up, and you resist with your core and your lats, and then you pull yourself back forward, and you do that with a couple steps out. You get good at it, then you back up a little bit, then you back up a little bit okay. to eventually get. So you're to- just. Yeah. yeah.
5: Adjusting the lever.
3: Exactly. You're right. adjusting the lever and the difficulty of it. And then eventually you get to the position that Justin's talking about where you're in the full right. push up. You're directly
2: position. underneath the anchor Th- point.
3: That's right. You're directly underneath and then you let your arms come forward and then you're opening up in that for But that that will be the, that's like the, once you reach there, you're going to be able to do it with the ab roller. So you're going to have to start by stepping forward a little bit and, and doing that. You do that movement. And then I have one more I would add to this. Um, because it, uh, like, that, like an isometric type of movement, it would be overhead carries with kettlebells or dun- if you don't have mm-hmm. kettlebells, then dumbbell will work. But uh, just strengthening your, your entire body in that position and do carries, that with what Justin is saying, uh,
0: you will yeah. accomplish Increase this movement. your end yeah. range strength. You know what? Um, do you have MAP suspension?
5: Uh, No, I don't.
0: Yeah, that would be a great program for someone like you. Rock climber, the kind of strength you're looking for is kind of full body, stable. It's got the exercises that we're talking about. I think there'll be a perfect program for someone like you to follow. So we'll send that over to you.
5: Okay,
0: thanks. All right, thanks, Ariel. And thanks for listening to the show.
5: Yeah, thank you guys so much. I really look up to uh, you guys and all the information you put out. So
0: thank thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Keep kicking ass. It's cool to have uh, people that age uh, listening to our podcast. You know that's really good because she's seeking out good. (laughs) We were just
3: talking off. We were joking (laughs) off air that I said it's amazing that anybody under the age of twenty listens to us with our dad jokes and shit. Doug, could you pull up? I don't know if you can do this in the time. I'm trying to remember if we did build those. In, I don't know if we built those in suspension trainer or not.
1: Superman's. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're in yeah, there.
3: They're in there. They're in there. They're yes.
2: in there. It's just, um, yeah, it may be more regressed, like you said, like it's out a little further out. Oh, good of, of the anchor point, but yeah. To, to, to your point is you know that's the beauty of the suspension trainers you can really manage the intensity just by it's, that walking. is the exact I would we should do a YouTube video on this
3: so maybe if you can remember maybe a Friday fitness tip or something you could do this to show yeah, the, I'll do a Friday yeah. fitness tip show the regression to it and then how to progress all the way to that because that it's is a great a exercise great movement yeah. that is exactly that for what she's trying to accomplish yeah, I mean
0: or, how cool is it you got an 18 year old you know kid who's like hey I want to do this yeah. <laughs> this really yeah, hard <laughs> yeah. do this really like extremely hard exercise yeah, yes. I don't think I cool that right super that, su- super super i love rad. that mentality yeah. look yeah. if you like our information if you like the podcast you'll love mindpumpfree.com head over there and check out all of our free guides that can help you develop a better more fit healthy body and mind also you can find all of us on instagram so you can find justin at mindpumpjustin me at Mind Pump Sal and Adam at Mind Pump
1: Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic.